Welcome to You Did What? The podcast which analyzes all things marketing. Your hosts, Shari Lambert and Jim Thompson, debate current brands, strategies, and actions. Hello and welcome to You Did What? Hi, Sherry. Uh, it's election day. Good morning. It is. Did you go vote? Um, I actually had planned to, but um, I had a bunch of stuff to do this morning before coming here to school, so I'm actually going to vote this afternoon. As am I. So, uh, yeah, so it should be fun um, seeing, getting there, and, and I don't know how many people will be there, but uh, it'll be interesting. Yes. Speaking of voting, I was reading an article this week that talked about what location won in the question of what's the first worst first date location. So mm. the winning vote, should I tell you or do you want to say uh, what your thoughts are as far as worst first date location? I was going to say the dentist. <laughs> well, glad we didn't have a first date. <laughs> no, what is it? <laughs> the dentist. Wouldn't that be bad? It would be excruciating. Yes, that's but my whole point. But who would even think of that? I don't know. Then that is all the more reason wow. you shouldn't have a second look okay. then on we that may, one. We may have to edit that out. Um, the winner of the worst first date location was the Cheesecake Factory. Interesting. So I don't I don't know. I mean, oh. it's it's got a really long menu, so that's going to use up half the date just trying to figure out what to Yeah, what to that's it's hard. And then if you... You don't have the best vision if you're of a certain age and you need readers and the lighting's not good. It's a lot to struggle through. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing that most of the people who were voting on this were probably in Gen Z. Maybe, yes. Maybe millennials as well. But I thought it was interesting, and I, it ought to be a great poll question to ask all of our students. I think that's a great um, idea. If you, What would you say would be the worst first date location? I... Um, our, our first date for, for uh, Stephanie and I was a Pink Floyd concert at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Oh, that's a good first date. And it was, um, it was memorable for all kinds of reasons. Musically, they did their biggest ever album, Dark Side of the Moon. They performed it in its entirety as it was currently structured because it was a year before the album came out. Really? Um, and it had a different name. Um, and um, other than the music and, of course, the first date, the other memorable thing is somebody was passing around a joint rolled up in the Philadelphia Inquirer. So it was literally about a foot and a half long. So That's horrible. all those people behind us who were partaking, they were basically sharing their joint, the effects of their joint with everybody in the section. Um, so um, uh, I wasn't a fan of the Inquirer, so I didn't partake. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Never inhale. <laughs> All right. So um, some other things I want to talk about today. So let's get into it. Amazon. Uh, I, I hate to keep having them as kind of a no. target, but I I just amazed at how kind of bad they are at retail. You know, they they went until basically 2017 before they started making money on e-commerce, mm -hmm. and I don't know how much money they make now. There's a I have this this secret uh, belief that if it wasn't for all the thousands of people who pay for Prime, that it, their e-commerce uh, business still wouldn't make money. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know because I can't see their numbers. But this week they announced they were dropping their brick-and-mortar fashion stores. I heard that, yeah. yes. And they've really been bad at fashion anyway. They've struggled in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've also closed a number of Amazon Fresh supermarkets. Their, um, their seminal Amazon Go stores with the you don't have to check out. Yeah, yeah. So there's they, one by me. I haven't gone to yeah, it yet. So they, they've closed a number of those. I just... I, you know, it's an incredibly successful company overall. Um, their number one success is cloud computing. Mm-hmm. Their number two success is selling ads on their website. Really? Uh, I did not know that. profitability. Yeah. Absolutely. And then e-commerce is a third, and I still wonder if they make any money there. They make lots of money on the first two. Yeah. Do they still have, I know they did their brick-and-mortar bookstores. Like, they shut all the brick stores, then they... Went e-commerce with bookstores, and then they were opening up brick-and-mortar bookstores again. But I don't think they even have those. I, or think, yeah, I think you're them. right. I think they closed, ended up closing them. There was that irony of what they were. The first thing they did with, uh, online was books. And then they drove all the bookstores except for Barnes & Noble out of business. And then they come back and open brick-and-mortar bookstores. So there was that, that irony there. Yeah. Um, so speaking of shopping... Um, I saw an article saying that TikTok is exploring selling groceries through TikTok. I saw that as well. <laughs> so I'm not sure I like it. Although, think about TikTok. It's kind of like the, the fast, short version of YouTube, right? There's lots of how-to and, you know, lots of activity-based things on TikTok. So if you get into recipes, which a lot of people do on TikTok... And you get on recipes, how great would it be then to just have a link go over for groceries? And then you could have the groceries delivered to you. So that would be great. I don't know, though. I, I'm not sure I like it. I okay. think I think we've already talked about this whole grocery online shopping thing. People like to touch it. It's one of those things they like to go to brick and mortar for. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just another example of finding a way to- to sell groceries less efficiently. Yes. Um, so I don't know why. I mean, there probably could be people who might be willing to buy, but TikTok is an online like, social place. Yep. They, where's their infrastructure to deliver groceries? No, I think Good it's... Luck with I, that. I agree. And I can't imagine. So let's let's think about who's on TikTok. I don't even think the the young, the Gen Zs are, sh- I'd, I'd have to look at research on it, but I don't think, I think they're with us. They like to go to the grocery store. I've got a daughter that's a Gen Z. She likes to go to the grocery store and pick out her stuff. Yeah. So I don't, I don't doubt that TikTok could start selling other categories um, that, you know, that could make more sense, you know, with larger um, dollar amounts. Um, but groceries, I don't know. It just seems crazy. I mean, there's a bunch of TikTok and others are looking at live shopping as an option that could happen. That's one of the things I'd love to have a poll with our students on is, are you interested in live shopping on these sites and why? I'm going to do it today. All right. Um, so, uh, but along, I was reminded when I saw this thing about TikTok, back in 2015, Amazon made this big deal and got massive PR about Delivering groceries by drone. Oh yes, and uh, and so this week there was a big article, pretty much making fun of it and saying, "Oh, well, now they they've just delivered a can of soup to a house in Texas." 
Oh my by a gosh. Drone. Wait, so like the drone didn't pizza or Domino's they were doing the um, remote like little um, robot. driverless robot yeah. and then they were going to entertain the drone as well. I like the idea for pizza delivery with the drone. I like that idea. I don't know that I like the grocery. You mean with the robot. With the robot. Yeah. yeah. And the pizza with the, I mean, I just see a seagull going after the drone pizza. <laughs> or somebody, if you're talking Texas here, I'm, I'm, this is my, my personal bias, but exactly. You got a state where, you know, everybody's doing, not everybody, a lot of people are doing open carry, and there comes a target flying overhead. Yeah. I'd be like, yep, there goes my pizza. Yeah, so I, I just, I laugh every time I hear about, we're going to do drone delivery of, of groceries. <laughs> so um, speaking of shopping, the biggest shopping day of the year is coming up this Saturday. What? <laughs> what is that? It is 11-11. It's referred to as Singles Day because the ones look like yeah, singles. And it's been the biggest shopping day of the year for over 10 years now Yep. in China. Yes. It's a really big thing. Alibaba, which is a you know big uh, site, uh, is uh, e-commerce site. It's more, uh, more like a shopping mall in some respects with Tmall. Yeah. But they uh, started it. They kind of took over Singles Day, which was supposed to be a social thing. And then they really uh, uh, expanded it dramatically, and they put together um, a full-day TV show with all kinds of, of really big performers, singers and everything else, um, on, um, on Chinese TV. And they got not just Chinese stars, but international stars to come really? and be on. And so it would be a really big thing. And uh, people shopping, and you see these pictures of these poor places where they have to deliver it. And it almost looks like a comedy routine. There's people like completely inundated in boxes. Because there's that much shopping there's that happening. Much shopping, shopping being done. And, um, and so anyway, but it's still a really big day. It dropped a little bit um, as Alibaba um, dropped a little bit, but it's still the biggest uh, shopping day of the year. It dwarfs the combination of Black Friday. That's what Cyber I was going to ask. Do we, you know, well, now they're saying Cyber Monday is not even Cyber Monday. It's Cyber Week. And then they're saying Black Friday is not Black Friday. It's Black Month, Black November. Um, but I think from what you're saying, it's that huge. It's huge, bigger yeah, than everything. And part of that is just because the Chinese population is three and a half times larger than the population no, but of the it's, U.S. But I also think if, if they're that, you know, into it, that's a different story. Yeah. And that's something so unique from a branding perspective yeah. that we should be looking at. Yeah. And there's all kinds of stories from years, a number of years ago where um, uh, Alibaba basically said to the retailers, here's the percent discount you need to offer to be part of Singles Day. So they were dictating to the to, to saying, here's what we want to offer people. And so you, if you want to be part of it, here's how much you'd have to discount. Right. So an interesting situation. And even um, though they've discounted maybe higher than what they wanted, they're obviously getting the volume. Yeah. Massive so they're amounts. getting the volume selling. That's yeah. amazing. Good All for right. them. Yeah. All right. So um, your trivia question, and we're going to test your memory here because I asked you this last spring uh, on the podcast. You mentioned Black Friday. Uh, where did the term Black Friday originate? I can't remember. Philadelphia. 
Philadelphia. Well, we did talk about this, but I do remember that part, but I don't remember why. And because at the same time, I shared with you that lots of things started in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like the very, very first marketing research study started in Philadelphia. Yep. So we do have some claim to f- fame on this. Absolutely. And now the the best marketing podcast is exactly Philadelphia. Exactly. So, but why the term black? So we'll come back to that. I know why. Okay. I just guessed or I just remembered. But I won't share. You can share later. Okay. So next on our next episode, we'll come back because we're going to talk about Black Friday in our next episode um, and some of the things going on with shopping. Um, so clean up on aisle six, speaking of groceries. So I wanted to clarify something. So last week I said Mattel's earnings, not a good announcement. Um, but what I forgot to add to that was that it wasn't that it wasn't good. It was that it wasn't good enough for Wall Street. Yeah. So they they had a really nice um, revenue growth. They, they had, had a profits, tick up. Yeah. But Wall Street's like, well, that's nice, but what are you what are you doing for us now? Well. And, and so they the price didn't go up and went down a bit. So, but still, kudos for Mattel for uh, taking advantage of the of the Barbie movie and everything else. Yeah, and I really hope that they, um, as we talked about last episode as well, I hope they really spin that going forward. Um, since we're going into the holiday season, to really push that and yeah. talk about that as as a as a place for people to spend part of their share of wallet. Yeah. So um, I read an article this week and it reminded me of buzzwords and how they drive me crazy. So this article um, was written. It was in the Philadelphia Business Journal. Which is um, a, a, every a lot of cities are part of this. You know, if you go to you know, there's the Atlanta Business Journal, mm-hmm. the Chicago, and so yes. this is the Philadelphia Business Journal. Anyway, the article used the word headwinds five times. Um, and why didn't they just put that in the parking lot? <laughs> right, it drives me nuts. First of all, you can't right now. You can't read an earnings announcement without the word headwinds multiple times. We don't have challenges. We have headwinds. Exactly. This is not an airplane flying west. This is this is a business. Just say we have a challenge. It's so true. I say that all the time in like um, my marketing strategy when you're writing. A business memo. Please stay away from from the 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 jargon that is hip or current yes. at the time, because it stands out. It really does. Remember, it was um, leaning into the lean. You know, the lean um, headwinds is the big thing now. <laughs> parking lot, as I made a joke. <laughs> uh, let's parking lot that. So it is kind of crazy. Like, did when did we not become? Creative in our own sense, or why can't we use just regular words? Yeah, why do we have to have buzzwords? <laughs> yeah. And again, I know there's corporate speak. You know, we both came from the business mm-hmm. world, but I, 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 I try never to use buzzwords because mm-hmm. they would drive me nuts. When why use a buzzword when there's a perfectly good regular right. word, as you just said? Yeah. Um, Let's hold that till next time. <laughs> what the <laughs> our list of buzzwords. <laughs> You forget worst date location. Here's uh, here buzzwords that we hate the most. I love that. Going to start doing little little surveys with my students. <laughs> so, um, uh, oh, I just said, oh, that was my goal was not to say, not to use non-words while we're talking here. 
Have you thought about, other than the dentist, what might be a bad first date location? <laughs> um, an Italian restaurant or a southern barbecue place. Because there's yeah, a mess. like ribs. That's not a good look on a man or a woman, <laughs> on anyone. That's not a good look to have rib sauce on your cheeks or when you're trying to, as cautious as you are with spaghetti, if it flies, is you're going to end up with your nice blouse, your nice button-down shirt with little orange spots throughout the whole evening. That would be a bad yeah. first date. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. So um, I mentioned going to a concert. What a number of people said was a good first date was somewhere where you're walking and talking. And really? Gave an example of like an art museum or other type of museum where mm. you can walk up, comment on something, and then it gives you a chance to talk. Uh, but it also has something to, uh, you know, if there's silence, to break it up. There's by, interaction. You know, yeah. Kind of so. a, like a brand activation, sure. quite so honestly. That was, that was an interesting idea. I like the idea of a concert or a movie because you're not you're not too labored to talk to the date the whole time, but you talk to them before, and then you can talk to them afterward, and you can you know you can well what'd you think of the movie, and then you could decide then if you know it's worth a second look. Absolutely, and because if they always... liked the movie and you didn't, then maybe it's not worth a second well, look. Or, or, or if they really hated it. <laughs> yeah. Or you know the people in the movie that take out their phone and Google everything, yeah. or they eat their popcorn really loudly. <laughs> I mean, or they buy, like you try to be nice and you say, shall we get something from concessions? And then they buy the largest popcorn, the water, they buy the hot dogs and the candy, and now just the snacks alone is $100. And then you kind of wonder, maybe you don't want to go on wow. a second date with them. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, wow. <laughs> That's all I could say as well. Okay, so if it's going to be movies, it needs to be a comedy. It does. And for two reasons. One, because it lightens the mood. You hopefully you're laughing together. Yeah. But the other thing is, all the serious movies now are like three hours plus. They're three hours plus, and not the, And I tell you, a bad look for the women out there is if you're wearing makeup and it's a sad movie and you are howling and crying, that's a bad look. And then after the theater, you are guaranteed to be smudged. So you you best go in the bathroom. Okay. So this is uh, dating tips from Sherry. Uh, that will be uh, the new podcast coming out. Uh, be sure. To I look, think there is one. Be sure to. Look, I think there is sure one. Look for that on Spotify. <laughs> I love it, but yeah, no, I think that's interesting. I think we're definitely going to have to survey our students about the location because I think that's actually really good, and and brands can use that to their advantage, if it's a positive. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to come back. One of our um, uh, one of our listeners was nice enough to post a comment, and I wanted to come back to it. So. Thank you for mentioning um, the name of the podcast and the graphics. Um, I do want to give a shout out to our support team. So Joe and Abhijit and Mackenzie um, doing great work in terms of uh, engineering the podcast and content and graphics. So kudos to them. And I suppose so the, the congrats from the, from the listeners should go to them more so than us because mm -hmm. they did the work. Um, so thank you for uh, mentioning that you like the name and the, the graphics. The students absolutely did the graphics, and we even did research with that. Right. They, yep. they uh, came up with uh, about uh, eight different options, and then they did research with our 
large um, temple AMA chapter, uh, which has um, almost 200 students, mm -hmm. and they did um, they uh, basically did a survey. Which one did the students like best? And the one that came out as the winner is mm -hmm. what is our official graphic. So. Um, and I love it. I think it really speaks to, you know, having the marketing students do it and also speaking to how that ties in nicely to branding because um, this podcast is about entertainment. And when you look at the logo and the graphic, it looks entertainment-wise, which I think is very exciting. And I absolutely, we can't say it enough on any of our podcasts, the importance of doing marketing research and just testing the, the you know, whatever your brand is, whatever message you want to get out. And they did that. Yep. And I thought I was so, so excited about that. Um, so have a, have a look at our graphic. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah. So I think that's fun. And speaking of that group, I, th I think we mentioned it last week, but very exciting, the, uh, the marketing conference for mm -hmm. our AMA chapter is this Friday. And we've uh, had uh, students from other schools will join. Uh, the people from um, outside the mm -hmm. business world will be here. Faculty members will be there, and um, uh, you were involved with helping to um, arrange speakers. Did you want to mention who's? Uh, who's oh, I'm be so in? excited! So we've got um, folks from um, Vanguard coming, all different areas, and they've they're even setting up a a fun interactive um, speaker table for our uh, students, uh, where they're going to have VR and um, VR headsets. And to really kind of do some testing with UX testing. So I think that's really exciting. We have the chief marketing officer from Vanguard coming. We also have um, a marketing officer from JBL speakers coming, Harmon International. And that's going to be fantastic. And we have someone coming as well, uh, Microsoft, who will be talking about AI and marketing. And I just think it's fantastic because if nothing else, um, yes, these are three you know, hotshot brands. But if nothing else, I think it's absolutely vital for our students, that new generation, that next generation of marketers to have that opportunity to talk with and learn from current marketers. Yep. And I just think it's going to be a, a, a really, really great, great um, conference on Friday. It's an all-day event from, you know, 9.15 to 4 o'clock. And I just... I'm excited for it. It's going to be a long day for everyone, yeah, but a, but a, a really rewarding, enjoyable yeah, day. absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it as well. So, um, well, that's our episode for today. Um, we have a topic for next week that I really want to talk about, and it has to do with ad frequency and also burnout of ads. Because there's been some articles recently, but I talked to an industry expert on advertising research, and with who's had actual numbers. Uh, that they've looked at on this particular topic area, and so I want to come. I want to come to that. Where you and I can discuss that from our own experience, and we'll we'll weave in some of the comments, uh, the external comments. So looking forward to that, and we'll probably say uh, we'll come back and mention how the uh, the conference went this Friday, along with a bunch of other topics. Yeah. So Sherry, thank you for a great podcast today. Good to see you, Jim. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The You Did What podcast is a production of the Temple University American Marketing Association student chapter. Our editors are TUAMA students Joseph Del Grippo, Abhijit Chaudhary, and Mackenzie Jones, 
and our technical advisor is Jennifer Zalia.